The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Polly, Queer, Transfolk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Welcome in. We've saved a special space just for you. We've saved a space where you can allow yourself to be who you have always dreamed to be. One without apologies for who you are and one without fear. One where you can simply be authentically you. The show is called Authentically Kinky and it is presented by Dating Kinky and is powered by Clips for Sale. Your host is John, also known as Hi there, Catsuit. And each week they visit with kink and fetish personalities to bring you their stories. Now go to that safe space in your mind and meet someone who's just like you, who has lived their life finding out why they are who they are and living a life that is authentically kinky. better than one guest is two guests and especially when they are as charming as they are from the united kingdom you know this show will be fun kitty quinzel is a lovable quirky kink loving fruit loop from the uk at least that's how she describes herself she's a full-time model and loves doing fetish stuff but loves shooting fashion lingerie art nudes and others just to name a few her kink-loving cherry was popped at BoundCon 2019 when her eyes were open to a world full of people who love things just like her. And suddenly, she didn't feel alone. A few years later, she's still discovering new personal kinks, but her favorites are still restraint. Be it ropes, metal, tape, or straps. And juicy gags. That's why they call her the Drool Queen. Since her teens, Zoe Ziptie has always been a kinky exhibitionist. She has had years of modeling experience, but becoming a professional fetish model in the last year has really been her ultimate dream come true. She's loved the last 18 months touring the world, exploring new kinks, visiting producers, and working with people she has idolized for years, all whilst taking her fans along for the ride the whole time. She's a part-time yoga leader, and that's really helped with her flexibility in her latest Kinbaku journey. Don't let her cute, curvy, five-foot-one looks fool you, as in truth, she is the biggest pain slut, loving all things pain play, large gags, rope, and of course, tight zip ties. Kitty Quinzel and Zoe Zip Tie are authentically kinky. The genesis of the story always begins with memorable firsts, and that is how we start our show each and every time. This is the first five, proudly presented by KingsterMerch.com. Kitty, I'll start with you. First time you ever had an inkling that you were kinky. Um, the first time that I had an inkling that anything was different is um, in textiles class. When I made outfits for myself, I used to collect the remnants and things afterwards. And I would start just tying them around my neck just mindlessly or um, tying my wrists together with them. At the time, I don't think I even realized like what it was that I liked about it. it I thought it was just a, a bit of entertainment or something. I didn't realize that there was anything particularly kinky about it. And now when I look back at it, I go, okay, the signs were always there. <laughs> Zoe? Um, I think that, yeah, the first time that I had that moment of 
there's something different. I was fairly young, but we would all would all play games like those pirates and getting kidnapped and all these games. And I used to always say that I wanted to play dogs because there was a pen at a friend's house and they had like a little dog room and a stair gate and a bed. And I was like, yeah, I just want to play dogs and be locked in the cage. And one time my friend just turned to me and was like, why do you always want to be, play dogs? You should just be a dog. And that was one of the first times I thought, mm, okay. <laughs> Zoe, we'll start with you this time. First time you ever shot a piece of content and what was it? Oh, the first time I ever shot a piece of content was probably just for myself, but with a partner. And it went straight on to that life. And I quite enjoyed the attention. And it really went from there. What was it? Oh, what was it? I think it was, it was my feet. I was too scared to put my face on FET and I'm pretty sure even if you still go on my FET life now my first photo is my feet <laughs> and my really bad foot tattoo at the time <laughs> I'm trying to have a good think about this one I think actually the very first content that I ever shot um, was shortly after I met Ariel Anson for the first time I met her on a studio shoot um with a good photographer friend of mine who put us together in a shoot I didn't really know what um bondage work and stuff was then but I think about a year later I did my first content for uh, for restrained elegance and um decided just how much I actually loved bondage and that that was a big part of my awakening actually Kitty first time you ever put on a gag and how did it make you feel? This is really funny, actually, um, because the first time I ever put on a gag, I hated it. <laughs> I know, right? The drool queen hated her first gag. But the very first gag that I put on was a solid plastic thing with holes in it that was sharp and cut into the sides. And I didn't realise at the time that there were these nice well not nice gags but manageable gags that were more comfortable in the mouth that I could actually get my teeth around properly and not have to worry about breaking them um and yeah I think it was just you know personal life in the bedroom trying something new but um yeah it wasn't until that I um discovered silicon gags and other gags and properly made gags cheap gags are horrible <laughs> Zoe, first time somebody put a zip tie on you. Oh, yes. That was quite a few years ago. Um, it's going to sound really true. It was at a park. <laughs> it sounds, it was outside. Um, and we were just playing games. And it was all about you had to, the person would leave. It was food, snacks, whatever, one side of the bench. Um, the park, sorry, and you'd have to stand on the bench and then run. And my friend had zip-tied my shoe to the fence, so I got ready to take off and run and landed flat on my face and realised my foot was left behind. <laughs> <laughs> and yet but you I, grow to love them. I mean, it's a love-hate. I, I, I love how much I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> they get the best reaction out of me it's probably yeah last question for both of you in the first five. First time you ever saw a photograph or a video of yourself Good and self. looked at it and said that is the person I dreamed to be oh that's a tough one I think with what we do well what I do there's always something in a picture you see of yourself that you want to change or you're not happy with but the biggest part now is understanding that and just appreciating that you're bigger you're putting yourself online and you're doing these things in front of so I wouldn't say there's a specific picture that gave me that but there was a moment in my 
life that I was like we've all got these things that we don't like but we're all still proud of what we do and what I post or what I I'm proud of what I post so it was more of a moment than a one specific image for me yeah so having been a photographic model for over 15 years now not giving away my age or anything um I've done quite a lot of shoots and for the first few years I really didn't know what I was doing very well <laughs> I know my poses were very wooden my expressions were very sort of like one face and I think the first time that I kind of went okay like I'm really proud of who I am now is um when I actually started to not overthink it I'd started to not think about the poses and stuff so much I just kind of felt the moment and went with it and I think the first picture that I really spotted that in was a picture of me in a um it was a black cage dress and um it did kind of have like um like cuff attachments on it to like the neck um and I was like arching right backwards in it and it just it felt amazing so for me that was like the first moment where I was like okay this is who Kitty Quinzel is we're having definitely a late night time as it is very, very late over in England. And I am so happy to be joined by Kitty Quinzel and Zoe Ziptie on Authentically Kinky, presented by Dating Kinky, with special thanks to Kingster Merch on Etsy. Visit our Authentically Kinky store at kingstermerch.com. You can find empowering designs for all you authentically kinky people, as well as an entire range of designs for all the kinksters in your life, all at kinkstermerch.com. Authentically Kinky is on the web at authenticallykinky.com. You can find us on social media on X and FetLife at AuthKinkyPod and on Instagram and YouTube at Authentically Kinky Podcast. This is the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom. We're celebrating our 25th anniversary this year. That's 25 years of fighting for your rights. NCSF got the American Psychiatric Association to change their diagnostic manual so kinky people can no longer be called sick just because of how we like to have sex. And now we've gotten the American Law Institute to create a legal framework for consent to kink called Explicit Prior Permission. Please join our coalition. We're just like you, kinky and polyamorous volunteers who are making these great changes, and you can help. For more information, visit ncsfreedom.org. Pinksters.com is a new social media where you can post legal content and engage in free speech without algorithms and censorships. You don't get shadow banned, period. Sell your legal content without fear and share your social media updates, all in the same place. Try out the all-new social media site, pinksters.com, P-I-N-X-S-T-E-R-S.com. This is Authentically Kinky, presented by Dating Kinky and powered by Clips for Sale, with special thanks to our partners, FetishCon, Master New Music, Kinkster Merch, Medusa Media Management, Hido Gato, and the adventures of Ultra Girl. Now, let's get back to John and their guests on Authentically Kinky, presented by Dating Kinky and powered by Clips for Sale. Welcome back to Authentically Kinky with Kitty Quinzel and Zoe Ziptie joining us from England. I first met both of you at FetishCon, and it was just so lovely getting to see both of you because you all look like you are having the time of your life so much fun <laughs> i yeah. was bouncing all over the place zoe let's start with you tell me what it was like to go to fetish con and be around all of that it was a whirlwind of emotions everybody was so happy i was shell-shocked a few times and couldn't believe some of the people I was meeting and it was yeah everybody was so happy and everybody like you said well was being authentically kinky it was great <laughs> who are some of the people that you were really surprised to meet oh so Lou Rubens I was very happy to meet 
Sandra Silvers, she is incredible, the most lovely woman. Um, I met a guy, Charlie Cummings, shout out to Charlie, he'll be listening. <laughs> um, yeah, so many, I just, so many people. Kitty, how about you? What was it like being in the middle of that wonderland we call Fetish Con? <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Um, before that, I'd only been to the, the German conventions a few times. I had no idea in what way FetCon was going to be different, but it was just like <laughs> amazing. You know, I went there traveling there alone and wasn't really sure what to expect i knew that some of my friends would be there but i didn't realize that basically every single day you could be walking to breakfast and have a 20 minute conversation before you've even got there with a complete stranger you've never met before everyone is so friendly and so welcoming and it was just the best atmosphere so what is it that got you into fetish, Kitty? What was the thing that just brought you into, other than the textiles class, that made you go, I'd like to do this and maybe make some money from it? Ah, uh, making money from it. Now that's different. Okay, so... Um... Well, let's talk about both of them. Let's talk about why you enjoy it. Because to me, that's a lot more interesting than the other part yeah that's true i was say back in 2019 that was when i first kind of came out as a fetish model if you like um you know before that i was doing work with restrained elegance um my photographic work i was sort of starting to incorporate items like cuffs and gags and collars and stuff into it but um it was going to bound con for me in 2019 that really kind of opened my eyes. And I think it was the fact that I kind of found this group of people finally that made me feel less like a freak. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my goodness, there are other people like me that also like this kind of thing. And there's lots of them and it's also inclusive. And it was nice to find my family that way. So for me, it was, like I said, I spent a large chunk thinking I was the weird one um found fet life realized there's a lot of lot of strange people and we can all get on was going to events met some great friends kind of it, it took more and more photos and content and just enjoying myself I like I'm definitely an exhibitionist I mean taking a few a few photos <laughs> um and then yeah met met friends in a community I don't know how many times people would ask me for my OnlyFans and I thought, okay, why not now just make money out of something I enjoy and love so much from? So it went from taking photos for a website to taking photos for now my own website is, yay. <laughs> just, yeah, um, with what Zaya was saying earlier about the whole um, pretend play thing, I think that was another sort of awakening point for me. Um, I was really into um, 80s, 90s cartoons, um, particular standouts being things like The Perils of Penelope Pitstop, which I'm sure a lot of people say. Ooby-doo. Um, even The Power Rangers, to some extent, things like that. And, you know, I always wanted to play these games with my friends and I always wanted to be the damsel I always wanted to be the one that needed to be rescued so again it was kind of always sort of programmed in there <laughs> Zoe have you ever considered yourself a damsel or do you just enjoy the the sheer feeling of it oh no the the damsel is a large part of the fun for me definitely yeah always has been again the games but more so now the outfits and just dressing up and having a good time and and turning that into a big distress moment and ultimately like very much a damsel in distress trying to get out because I will work and I will get on a sweat thinking I'm going to get out of whatever situation I'm in but well it depends how good whoever's captured me is that day I guess 
<laughs> if you go on my fet life, yeah, I am not a submissive. I am not a bottom. I mm -hmm. identify as damsel. Okay. That is my role. Yeah. Always has been. And I find the helplessness. Yeah. And I find the mindset of realizing that the more and more I'm helpless, the happier and happier I get. Yeah. Describe, Zoe, I'll let you go first. Describe the mindset of when you are totally captured and what you're feeling. <laughs> That's a strange one to answer. Um, there's been twice on a rope shoot I've fallen asleep. And it's been of no disrespect to the rigor, but that, like you said, the helplessness, that loss of control it can sometimes be very stressful and very, you're worked up and like you're fighting. But other times, and, and both rope guys that tied me up, they took it as such a compliment. One of them just let me sleep and he was like, I was so, he was like, I loved it. It was so cute. But just that loss of control, you have nothing else to do. So you just relax and there's been those times and that for me is a big, big part of it is the, like you said, the feeling is just complete. You don't have to, you have to think for yourself, that's not the right way, but you give kind of your control over to somebody else. So you're just like, okay, I'm just gonna, just gonna lie here and wait for you to eventually let me out. So I hope I explained that well enough. It's hard mm -hmm. to put into words. I said it's a hard question. <laughs> Kitty, you want to give it a try? <laughs> Rather interestingly, my experience is kind of a different one. When I'm in really secure bondage, I actually feel empowered. Um, I get total exhilaration from it. It's like a high that I couldn't get any other way. I do get subspace um, if I'm with a kink partner, for example, and they've kind of just got me and I know that I'm in that space and I kind of almost go to a point where I can't talk and things. It's not because I feel uncomfortable. It's just because I'm just kind of allowing myself to be in that moment and I feel like speech isn't necessary. Um, but yeah, I think the interesting thing about it is regardless of whether or not you're a sub or a damsel you are being enabled to do that it's not against your will it's something you've already agreed to so it's like yeah for me it's empowering to actually be able to carry out and be what I want to be yeah I find it to be the safest place in the world <laughs> and the place where I'm most loved. Yes, care. Yeah. Definitely. I like a nice tight straight jacket for that reason. It feels like a really secure hug. Yeah, the love, like you said, you, you choose to put yourself in that situation. So it's a good good a feeling bond is like a relationship like that you can't really ever describe to anybody who is doesn't yeah that exactly it's a very very deep and meaningful connection on a completely different level to how people I'd would... say all types of bondage really yeah yeah and, and a lot of kinks because you have to be honest with whoever you're playing with or going down that journey with because you've really got to explore it to make you happy i don't know it's we could talk about it for hours <laughs> and that's what the beauty of a podcast is you can talk yeah. about it for hours if you want yeah. to yeah definitely the joy of being you mentioned a tight straight jacket kitty and i i'm still a little embarrassed by it but on the premiere of the new show i had uh, Mistress Riley in Minnesota, we did a video version of the show. I went to her dungeon and interviewed her at her dungeon. And for the third segment, she put me in a straitjacket, <laughs> very, very tight. And I sat down in front of her, her majestic sofa. 
And she put her legs on top of me and started stroking my hair. And for the first time ever in an interview, I went totally into subspace. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say that. I'm so nice. It was hard for me to even ask questions. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I mean. It's like the power of speech is just suddenly gone. Oh, good. I can tell by your face that you were in a happy place. Very much <laughs> yeah. so. What yeah. is, I know that every, every tie is different. Every contraption is different. Everything you're put in is different. But was there ever one particular bondage that just set you off to where you were like, I can't believe I'm in this and I could stay here forever? Yes. <laughs> Tell me more. Um, Almost definitely. I, I tried it and it was like a really light lambskin and it was a dear dear friend and he's no, no like he's no longer with us and that's what makes it even more of a nice mm -hmm. memory and um covid um but it really nice lambskin thin leather sleep sack and it was all tight in all the right places and i'm five foot one and there's a lot of bondage that's either way too long for me or just things don't work and yeah but it just it was a hug in all the right places and I love a hood. And so it was, again, all tight over your head and you can't hear things very well. And I knew Rich was just obviously on the other side of the lever. So if I needed him or I needed to get out, just on his guest bed, led there all comfy. And then, yeah, he said, we're supposed to be taking photos, but you fell asleep. And I didn't realize I'd fallen asleep. <laughs> it sounds like I fall asleep a lot, but like that is my, when you're safe like that, just we were there I was there a long time he was what introduced me to a lot of the bondage so he was happy to let me just sit in it for hours if I wanted to so that was the only other time I think I've fallen asleep <laughs> not ever just in bondage <laughs> <laughs> that's me that's my time Kitty <laughs> can you relate um for me, the um, bondage just that just makes me feel absolutely right is um, one that I do with a good kink friend of mine. And um, it's a full uh, leather strap uh, bondage harness and bridle uh, as a pony. And when I see myself in it or I'm in it, I just feel like an absolute bombshell in it. It's just mm -hmm. like, I am this gorgeous bondage doll pony and I just feel so right. I can't begin to tell you. Funny that Kitty likes being a pony, isn't it, really? Um, the first time I was ever putting it without even being asked, I started lifting my knees right up and, and you know, like pointing my toes. It just felt so right. I can't even begin to tell you. I absolutely love it. <laughs> Cute. Alyssa Bliss told me when I interviewed her at FetishCon that when she is in bondage, she feels so much more beautiful at that time. Yeah. Is that a common that. thing for you? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I don't know whether it's the, the equipment or the gear itself or... I you, I just must hold myself in a better manner instantly. My posture is better. My eyes probably light up. Um. Yeah, and just uh, obviously, there's just so much to it again. But I would say, yeah, you hold yourself in a different way when you're in bondage, or I do. So I could relate to that for sure. I think it really accentuates your curves as well, and just the general sort of like. It makes me feel very feminine, actually. Yes. Um, it makes me feel very beautiful in that way. I have quite small breasts, but like I feel like in bondage, they're much more prominent. So, um, yeah, it definitely makes me feel sexier. 
practice with or without tape (laughs) 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 or rope. (laughs) Are there particular outfits you two like wearing when somebody binds you? Mm. See, I was going to say latex and then you said bind and then I'm like, no, rope's not going on my latex. (laughs) (laughs) But you've been bound in latex, I'm sure. Yes, yes. But I wouldn't say that's my favorite thing to wear to be bound. Okay. (laughs) Because again, if, if, yeah, I don't want the rope on my outfits. Mm-hmm. The best thing to wear to be tied up in, I would say, is definitely a cat suit. Yeah, <laughs> of course, definitely. You can feel it everywhere that way. Is it like a sensation amplifier to you too? Yes. Yes, I would definitely say that. Like I said, ticklish, but you can feel every little bit I'm jealous of you right now, to be fair, because I know how comfy you are. (laughs) But it really, it definitely amplifies the feeling for sure. I call it the greatest mindfulness exercise there is. Because when you're wearing one, I'm feeling the material going over the back of my right shoulder. And I'm going to also... have to meditate in my cat suit and see where I go. I love the cycle. Yeah, it's also in the back of my thigh and the bottom of my foot and over my left breast. And suddenly it's like, oh, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm jealous is... of this. <laughs> Here's the strange story that I tell about this is that it started out Skin-tight clothing started out as a sexual thing for me mm-hmm. when I was a kid going through puberty. I I ended up coming in tights before I even knew what coming was. I mean, <laughs> I had no clue what was going on. Yeah. And as I've grown older, it's become more of an anxiety cure. I come mm-hmm. home and I'll put on a cat suit and it just, it makes me, it calms me down. It makes yeah. me feel, it makes me feel. It's cool, but warm. Yeah. 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 It's like a cup of Earl Grey tea in clothing form. <laughs> of course you say that. <laughs> I'd say the most typically British thing I could think I of. <laughs> So what is your favorite thing to wear, Miss Kitty? Well, I have two things. Talking of cat suits, I have a cat suit that's made of mesh that I absolutely love. So it's a cat suit, but it's see-through and, you know, it shows off all my best parts of my body. And I actually really love the feel of rope against nylon. For me, that's a really nice feeling as well, because it kind of squeezes the nylon in certain places and you can feel it kind of rubbing against you. I think I'm very tactile. I also really like being bound in silk. Interesting. Either either silk ropes or uh, a silk night dress and then ropes over the top of that again, because then it's really lovely and close to the skin and I can just enjoy that smooth, lovely feeling as I struggle around in it. (laughs) You two love your cosplay too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you ha- are are there certain characters that we should know about, or is it just whatever happens to work at the time? Or are there certain characters that you're known for playing? I get a, a lot of my costumes will be custom requests, so it will be, and that's like again, I love a great thing about the job is making somebody's kind of wish come to life. That's always fun. So. A lot of them will be um, customs. So like you said, whatever comes to play at the time. And then at the minute, I'm currently rocking 12 days of Christmas. So there's a lot of Mrs. Mrs. Claus cosplay. (laughs) (laughs) 
And so yes, that... we are we are taping this during the holidays. So oh. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, it, it, we always pre-tape our programs. I don't think it's I don't think it's a big mystery. Okay. <laughs> Kitty, are you known for any particular characters? Um a bit like Zoe, it's mostly through customs. Um, I've been Barbara Gordon, uh, Batgirl, um, Black Widow quite a few times. Really enjoyed being Black Widow at FetCon and getting very much into character if you saw that. That was amazing. <laughs> um, currently, I am working on a new character. I've just released a photo set as My Little Kitty. And she is um, your very own bondage fetish doll. You know, everybody's always wanted the very own kitty to play with. So I've worked on that and um, I hope everybody likes her. FetishCon feels like it is home for so many people. I remember being introduced by Anastasia Pierce to all these amazing people. And now to be one of the people has been kind of surreal is there anybody quit uh kitty that you were introduced to or you met and you went whoa this is somebody i've always wanted to meet i was very excited to meet nixon and sandra silvers um even nicer when they themselves had heard of me because <laughs> I don't really consider myself to be that well-known, you know. I'm, I'm getting there maybe, but the fact that this amazing American talent knew of me and indeed wanted to book me was just such a huge deal to me, you know. It's like, oh my goodness, one of my heroes actually likes me. Zoe, what's it feel like when somebody knows you? Still strange, still very strange. Um, it's it's very new to me, um, but the, uh, I mean a great feeling. I'm I'm proud of myself definitely, and that is similar to what Kitty says to have some people that literally eight. I mean, for me, eighteen months ago, I I was watching these people not even really even dip my toe into the pond of trying to be professional, and now all of a sudden I'm opposite them in a bar having a conversation is just mind-blowing it's crazy um I, but I do I probably double take a lot of people that I shouldn't also um I go to the supermarket and I think somebody's looking at me for a little too long and I'm like he knows he knows <laughs> <laughs> it happened once in an airport I had somebody message me when I was actually going away with friends and family and he said are you at the airport with your boyfriend it wasn't my boyfriend, it was my brother. And he said, me and my wife love your content. We were gonna come and say hello. I was like, no, please don't, I'm sat with my mom. I didn't obviously reply that to them, but I was really hoping they didn't come over, but I must've lost them in the airport, so it was fine. <laughs> How open are you about who you are? My family, friends, everybody knows what I do. Um, I just don't think they would be kind of ready enough for an interaction like that at the airport. Um, I, I don't think they, they know that what I'm doing is safe and that I trust everybody I work with and it's all legit, uh, but I don't think they still kind of trust and understand how professional everybody is. I think they're still very, they support me and they know I'm always gonna make the right decision for me, but I don't think they know the extent of that, I mean, yeah, we're sat recording a podcast talking about it. They, they don't. They'd be proud, but they, I don't think they would get it at all. There, but they're just happy. They they can see how much more freedom I have in my life, and ultimately how much happier I am. And I think, especially for my dad, he knows if it's made that change on me and that impact. He, yeah, he's just happy with that. He doesn't want any more of the details. The irony of the fact that you're talking about it gives you so much freedom mm -hmm. is there a certain freedom to bondage well exactly yes yeah because we i love it and i choose to do it and that in itself is 
freedom nowadays in my eyes and yeah and like we said the feeling that mental freedom yeah i'm a lot happier so it's good <laughs> Kitty, how about you how out in the open are you and how authentic do you feel um again my family and my friends know at least my closest family know um they know that I'm a bondage model they know that I do fetish my mum in lockdown actually helped me <laughs> film some of my content bless her heart she was amazing <laughs> yeah yeah she'd actually like suggesting she oh like this this footpath is like abandoned it's like we could go down there with your handcuffs I'd be like great idea yeah let's do that uh, so you know she was really supportive um my dad and my brother know that I do fetish but obviously don't really ask any more questions than that because you know that's that's all they need to know really but you know they are supportive of what I do they like the fact that you know I support myself I've got my new house now you know it's like oh yeah she actually knows what she's doing <laughs> um but you know I have my alias and that is very important to me um I think it's important to be able to keep some form of anonymity or at least some of your personal life to yourself. Um, I'm quite a private person and when I'm not in full kitty mode, I prefer to just kind of be me. I can't leave this one alone. Your mom helped you during lockdown. She did. She did. <laughs> I have to know what that was like. Amazing. I mean, my mum's always been very supportive and very cool. I mean, for example, when I was um, doing burlesque lessons, she was doing them at the same time. You know, that that's how cool she is. But um, no, it was great. Like, obviously, we didn't shoot anything that was, you know, intimate or anything, but we did plenty of, like, you know, just bondage struggling content. Remember the, the crazy one that we did, the, the footpath I was talking about, it was absolutely chucking it down, blowing an absolute gale. And um, we cuffed me to a bridge and I had a gag in my mouth and like a full hooded jacket, like a, a puffer jacket, like hooded right up. <laughs> and um, the wind's blowing the drool like all over my face and you can't really tell what's drool and what's rain. Um, and funnily enough, the cuffs didn't come off the bridge immediately either. So she's there, like, trying to desperately get me off with the key, with these handcuffs that have kind of stiffened up badly in the rain, in the wind. And, uh, yeah, it was a little alarming, I have to say. Zoe, I have to ask, do you have a similar story of a scene that you were like, oh, this didn't go as expected? So there's a place not far from my house and it's like a lovely walk um, up in the trees and you're, you're quite high up so you can see a lot of the place but it's just a few trees in the middle of this hill. There's not anything else around. And I had a friend and I said, you need to help me um, do some do some content. And it was literally zip ties, funnily enough, um, against a gate. And like I said, we're at the top of this hill so we could see if there was anybody coming in from all angles and, and we did and we, we could and I'm on this gate and it's just my arms and my legs and I'm proper spread out in a star shape and we just hear this weird noise we don't we're like oh but he's still taking some photos and then this dog comes running around the corner and we're like oh no because obviously if there's a dog there's not long gonna be a person so he's like faffing around and we had scissors and he's trying to get, get them but the scissors and just twisting the zip tie we don't know it was just the more you squeeze with zip ties the less they will comply and they were just bending in these scissors but they're not the right scissors get the other scissors and they're like the shears and it was just worse and then a guy he comes around the corner and I have one ankle and one wrist stuck to the bent to the gate and one's free and I just wave at him and I'm like hello and he just looks at me he's like looks at my friend he's like are you are you okay and I was like, yeah, no, this is consensual. I'm really sorry. And I'm clothed. And, but my boobs were out. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm really sorry. It's consensual. And he's like, no, you don't need to apologize. And then just as he says that, the gate pushes and I like fly. <laughs> and then he sees the back of me. 
and it was just a disaster um my friend got me out and we went home and laughed about it <laughs> that was probably the worst with boobies and things out in public that whoops but yeah the the dog was obviously a lot quicker than the guy we would have seen the guy but the dog was the pre-warning so <laughs> More still to come on Authentically Kinky, presented by Dating Kinky, with special thanks to kinkstermerch.com. And when we come back with Kitty and Zoe, we're going to talk about the genesis of their names and talk about England and how different it might be from how we feel over here in the States. More to come on Authentically Kinky. Authentically Kinky is the official podcast of FetishCon. Join us for the largest trade show in fetish in 2024. It's in St. Petersburg, Florida, August 8th through 11, and you can get all the information at fetishcon.com. If you enjoy what you are hearing, please support the show. You can support the program financially by going to the support the show link at authenticallykinky.com. And if you want to help us online, please Take the time to subscribe and give us a rating and review on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. It really does make a difference. Hey, did you know that there's a one-of-a-kind matchmaking service for cuckolding and female-led relationships? Venus Connections is a private service for single men and single women who want a loving cuckolding relationship. And now there's a new separate FLR program, too. There's no scrolling through profiles or sharing photos with members. It's totally private. And the dates are blind dates too. Included in the program is a three-week course and an interview with me. So join now at venusconnections.com and use the code TOPTIER2024 for 40% off the top 1% membership. That's venusconnections.com. Make 2024 the year that you get the relationship of your dreams. If you want to catch episodes of the old What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want or any of Authentically Kinky's previous shows, you can find links to them all at AuthenticallyKinky.com. This is Authentically Kinky, presented by Dating Kinky. And here, once again, is your host, John, or as we like to call them, Hi There, Catsuit. Happy to be joined by Kitty Quinzel and Zoe Ziptie joining us from England, where it's very late at night, late night <laughs> chat show, I guess. So I I have to ask, am I more Jonathan Ross, uh, Graham Norton, or Alan Carr? <laughs> oh, that's a fun one, isn't it? <laughs> and the people of the States going, who in the hell is he talking about? <laughs> um, definitely Graham. Graham and Alan mixed together. Yeah, I would say Graham and Alan mixed together. <laughs> well, they're not quite rude enough for Graham. <laughs> this is true. True. Well, okay, 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 okay. Just being well behaved right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I was very well spoken, uh, which is why I say Graham. If I was doing Graham Norton, they'd be tied to the red chair. But you know, I digress. <laughs> England as a place for fetish, is it friendly to what you all do? Or is it something where you're always having to look over your shoulder? That would depend on the place and the age of the people around you, I would very much say, for the UK. I mean, just picking an example here, like if... I, for example, walk in a park in Germany in cuffs. Nobody will bat. I was going to say Germany, yeah. But, um, you know, here I, I get asked, for example, for customs of, of wearing things like that in public all the time. And it's just like, unless it's somewhere completely abandoned, it, it can't happen. Because mm. it, it just isn't accepted around here, unfortunately. I think we're very much lacking in fetish events and conventions here in the UK as well. I don't think we have much that way around here. We have clubs and parties maybe, but like nothing big. I'd say it goes back to the British of, a lot of it is still behind closed doors. There's a lot of people that won't embrace. And I think that has a big knock on effect. Um, 
I would say you could, I, I've got away with like the odd handcuff and things. Like I said, it's, it's more of a, are you okay? Or the the tuts. And I, and I don't know if you've seen on my Twitter recently, a few things that did get some face, get some looks in public. Um, just a photo shoot in um, Manchester in my transparent latex. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, the, the faces in the background of some of the shots are gold. It's, it's hilarious. It's great. Um, and again, it was more, I got applauses and like, woo, you go, girl. Then I did, oh, I, I mean, there was still a few people that were not happy to see me. But one tram driver was very happy to see me. And then he told me to get off the track. <laughs> <laughs> Were you tied to the track? No, oh, okay. I have to be. But the photographer said it's a using tram line and it's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> he said if it was decommissioned, he would be game. But, you know, safety. <laughs> mm -hmm. It definitely depends where you are in the UK for me, I've found. The origin of your names. I'm going to start with Zoe because you love zip ties. I'm guessing that was it. But when did you decide you wanted to be Zoe zip tie? It, I was telling, I was speaking to Kitty about this earlier, actually. So I did my first convention before I really knew that I wanted to be a fetish model. Um, so I got there and I was, again, I was speaking about my dear friend Rich earlier. He was a photographer. He knew a great group of people at conventions and, and said, you enjoy this. We take photos, like do it for money, meet my friends, have fun. Rich passed. We got a phone call from, as you would know, as Kofki. And he said, look, Rich has told me all about you. I, he knows you'll love it. Come with us, get there. So I go to Germany, I go to Bofewo, and he's like, but you need a name. And I was like, oh, pressure. So my first name accidentally ended up being Chelsea. And the English version, and it's an awful name. I mean, if your name's Chelsea, fine, cool. Not my name of choice. Um, and the English version of what you guys call zip ties, the Americans, are cable ties. Mm -hmm. So it was all kind of similar. And Zoe much better name for me suits my personality a lot more and zip ties it just rings better so it comes from all of that but the amount of people I speak to that are like oh my god you're British like because zip ties they look at me and they think I'm American <laughs> and then I open my mouth and I either really disappoint or they then love the accent I could listen to you all talk all day. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk all day. Gag me when you want to stop. <laughs> Name origin, Miss Kitty? Um, Kitty is from my love of feline creatures. Um, my friends used to say that they thought that I was a cat in a former life um, because I have weird little things like I make squeaky noises and I also rub my hair with the back <laughs> of my hand and stuff like that. I do actually have weird little feline quirks. So that's where Kitty came from. And Quinzel is from my all-time favourite animated character, Harleen Quinzel, Harley Quinn. Love that character. Zoe, your love for zip ties. Yes. They are brutal when used. <laughs> I know. But you seem to enjoy the pain aspect of a lot of things. You yes. mentioned in your bio, five foot one, but love the pain. <laughs> what is it about that feeling that makes you feel so good? I, I had to dive into this again not too long ago. Um, I had a lot, and I still have a lot of actual physical health conditions. And I've had a lot of pain, but it's all managed and I can, it's fine, I can deal with it. Um, I think that pain of like, this is a different type of pain. And this is something that I've either not inflicted on myself, but I've given that choice over. 
that's what helped me. I accidentally fell into that subspace through kind of channeling the, this really hurts, but I'm still enjoying it. It was, it was very strange. It was, a, there was like a light bulb moment of just a spanking one time that I was like, ooh, because I didn't start off loving pain and I was never like what you said about kind of some of the things I've done has never been, it didn't start off like this. But it mm -hmm. re I realized, yeah, I like pain. And then the pain intensified. And then with that, the the feeling in my head intensified. And I, I think it just all comes down from having pain. And you got to program it different. And, and I was told by doctors, you might have you have to live with this pain. Program it differently. Your brain's a computer and all this stuff that I didn't agree with. And it took a good old spanking to maybe prove some of the doctors right. <laughs> that's it i know that when i got into impact it shocked me mm -hmm. how much i enjoy it and how it's much it's a roller coaster <laughs> and almost every partner that plays with me said i didn't think you could take that much yeah where is that coming from yeah but oh it's in God. your head it's the 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 push through and then the pushing through and just a whole nother level and then you go through that one and it's just it's your brain and your body they're both incredible things so the combination of restraint and impact though oh my gosh i can take more pain if i'm restrained <laughs> it feels like you could hit me exactly the same but it will feel a hell of a lot less when I'm tied up, I don't know why. Just, I don't know. I wish I knew the answer to that one, but it's just, yeah, it works and I love it. So I'm going to keep loving it. <laughs> Kitty, you love your gags. I really do. <laughs> I have never met someone that loves gags as much as you do. Where did it start? Um, it started when I got my first proper gag. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, a nice silicone one that I could get my teeth around. The reason that I didn't like them to start with is I have quite a small set space between my, my top and my bottom teeth. So I actually need something that will pack down and then open up once it's in there. I can't have something that's just like, big and harsh that that's terrible it's like an intuendo immediately mm -hmm. yeah i can't have anything that's just like halves because i can't actually physically get it past my teeth i've got to be able to pack it down but um the minute the drool starts cascading down between my breasts and down my chest and and down between my legs it's just like yeah, it feels amazing. Like literally even thinking about it right now, I'm just like, oh God, I love it so much. I just think it's so sexy. I can't explain why it just is. Is there a type of gag that you've always wanted to try but haven't been able to yet? Ring gags are an interesting one for me. Uh, again, because of that, that mouth problem, I've not yet found one that I can wear, but I think you can get bendy silicone ring gags and if you can do that then again I'd be able to get it past my teeth and I'd be able to wear it so I'd like to be able to wear a ring gag because I do like the effect of them and even more draw obviously so I'm going to tell you the story of something they have at my local dungeon and I haven't been able to wear it in a scene yet because I can't wear gags lying down because my it's I, I would drown. Yeah, I, I'd be worried about swallowing. You know, it was like, can I swallow? But there is a gas mask. Okay. That is rubber, full shield, has a rubber cover that can be covered and zipped up the front to cover mm -hmm. the eyes. And an inflatable butterfly gag built into it. Oh, I love inflatable butterfly. Amazing. Yeah. I and knew yeah, I'd make you happy. 
inside the mask because there's no way that's coming out, is there? That's that's staying in. That's exciting. I thought you'd enjoy that. That sounds like a great mask, definitely. Yeah, it does. I think I have to play with that at some point. <laughs> what are the best ways, Kitty, I'll start with you, best ways people can follow you and watch your journey grow? Uh, I'd say my main one at the moment for social media is Twitter, which is at kquinzel, not Kitty Quinzel, because unfortunately someone else has got that name, even though it's my name. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm on OnlyFans, also under at K Quinzel. I will be shortly starting up on MyFet under the same name. I have Captive Moments, which is mine and Bondage Davy UK's joint uh custom making project. We're on uh Twitter as Captive Moments, but the O is replaced with a zero. Um and yeah, that's it at the moment. There will be kittyquinzel.com as well soon. So yeah, lots of different places. Very cool. Zoe, how about you? Um mainly Twitter slash X is where you'll find links to it all. Um that's at Zoe Ziptie, capital Z twice. Um yeah. Probably I don't do Instagram because I got banned too many times. Now I need a new phone number. <laughs> um, so Twitter's where it's at for me. And then I'm in the process of talking to a pay site. So hopefully Zoe Ziptie won't be won't be much longer. Um, yeah, all the other links are on Twitter. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you both on Authentically Kinky today. Or Thanks. late in this evening. It's almost it's morning it's tomorrow. for you all. It's tomorrow now. <laughs> <laughs> it's five past twelve, so it's now tomorrow today. It's Friday. Yes. <laughs> that's what I was speaking. <laughs> it started Thursday. <laughs> I look forward to seeing both of you again at Fetish Con. Definitely. It's oh, gonna be an absolute blast. Oh, I'll see you at the end of the red carpet when I'm bouncing around screaming and <laughs> laughing and crying everywhere <laughs> well i hope to see you at the red carpet and also get to see some of your work because it is just absolutely incredible what you two do and the sheer and i, I said during the break i wanted to talk about this as we finish the emotion and the joy that i see in your faces mm -hmm. when you talk about what you love it is genuine it is authentic it is beautiful and it's the kind of thing that if people could see <laughs> and hopefully it translates through sound as well that people will realize this is something we love this yeah. is what makes us happy this is our beautiful moment yeah definitely I agree. Yeah, that was beautiful. This is who we are. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. And I'm glad that it comes across because I could have cried a few times there. Didn't fall asleep once, so we're winning. <laughs> oh, no, I thank you I've... for the chat. Thank you for having us. I don't think I've met two people who genuinely enjoy giving their talent to the world in such a fun way. Kitty and Zoe are the kind of models that do this for the joy. The joy it brings to us and the joy it brings to them. I look forward to seeing them hopefully again at FetishCon this year. Coming up on a special bonus episode of the show. All this week we have a special bonus edition of the show running on our YouTube channel with Queen Gia Love who's been a guest on this show before and she's moving into the world of lingerie fighting championships. She's coming on to talk about her upcoming event and who she's fighting on that card. That's all this week and you can find it on YouTube at our YouTube channel and on AuthenticallyKinky.com. 
Coming up on the next edition of Authentically Kinky, presented by Dating Kinky and powered by Clips for Sale. She is the fetish content icon who's recently returned to our screens with her amazing legs and super heroin personas. From the pages of Hustler and Playboy to the studios of Jim Weathers and many more, Randy Moore is back for more. And she visits with us next week in one of my favorite interviews to date. Join us for that new show next Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. We do have an all-star lineup, and you can see it all at AuthenticallyKinky.com. I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit, and I am Authentically Kinky. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. And I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. joining us on the show. You can get all the information on the podcast by visiting AuthenticallyKinky.com. You can find our theme song on Spotify. It's called Freya by Masana, and you can find links to their work on our website as well. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. <laughs> <laughs>